Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. And yes, Cleveland, in fact, does rock. More specifically, the entire state of Ohio this uh, this week has been kicking ass. Unfortunately for the Cleveland Browns being the one lone exception. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is the finest online gaming radio talk show that you're going to find in the Nets. And I am the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard. And this is the Emperor's Court. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to get in the conversation before we get the topics going, so you uh, can get in line to talk, you can join us in uh, IRC, that's Internet Relay Chat. You can hit us up at irc.saladirc.com. We are in channel 1G. You can a, uh, hit us up on AOL's Instant Messenger, uh, EMP, the number 1, the letter G, being the name that you can uh, send a message to. Or if you just want to fire off an email later, Perhaps after the show, something you thought about, a comment, an opinion, an idea, you can do that too. Send an email to Emperor, the number one, the letter G, at coxcox.net. Again, as always, want to thank our sponsors, the HarborBlueGroup.com and the BlizzLink Network for going in and funding this. Uh, as things continue to progress, albeit very slowly behind the scenes, we are finally making some progress. Uh, more to come, hopefully, in future shows. My apologies for no show last week. There was a lot going on. I was not able to do a show or a makeup one this week. So suffice to say, we have a lot to discuss tonight. Real quick. Uh, there. Okay, I think the microphone should be... A couple people saying the microphone wasn't coming along somewhere. I don't understand why we have continuing problems with this every single week. You think by now it would have worked itself out. I mean, we've done everything we can. I, I don't understand what more we can add to it, but... Well, hopefully it's not too bad, and we shall go as we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a um, couple things I want to get off my chest tonight. Uh, before we get going into the world of gaming, uh, since that's why everybody's here, uh, real quick, I want to give out huge props to my beloved Ohio State Buckeyes, the number one band in the land, and now the number one team in the land, undisputed, having downed and defeated number two, the University of Texas Longhorns, last night in a 24-7 bitch slapping. And let's be honest, folks, if anybody saw this game, and I'm guessing a lot of you stateside did, the only way those got those seven points is because the referee gave them to them. That, my friends, was a shutout. 
in Texas in front of 80,000 screaming yahoos and rednecks. The Ohio State Buckeyes went in, punched Texas in the face, and left the undisputed number one team two weeks into the season. Now, you can say it's only two weeks into the season. And I don't want to turn this into one of our sports shows like we do have done in the past, okay? But suffice to say, with Penn State up next week, the only real threat to us running the table and contending again for a national championship is, of course, the University of Michigan Wolverines. And the only reason that they're a roadblock is because you can take the rankings, you can take the highlight reels, the the big players, the NFL uh, future NFL draftees, roll them in a ball and throw them right out the window. Because on Michigan-Ohio State weekend, all bets are off. The playing field is evened. Except for one small fact this year. This year, Michigan's playing in the horseshoe in Columbus. And we'll see if Jim Trussell's able to continue his domination in the last four years of the Wolverines of Michigan. That being said, get that out of the way. Good to see the Browns returning to action. Good to see the Indians are uh, finally picking up the pace here in the later parts of the season as we head into the end of it. Too bad it's too little too late, and it doesn't matter. Just the same, it's nice to see them in the spoiler role, you know, kind of pissing people off. Finally, the last topic tonight I want to get to that's non-gaming related. Tomorrow, as I'm sure most everybody in America knows, probably everybody in the world knows, is September the 11th. Five-year anniversary from the terrorist attacks that began on September 11th, 2001. Now, I'm not going to go political here. I, I needn't do that. You know exactly where I stand in the spectrum, and you know exactly my opinion on the world. And if you don't, check out uh, our website at onejearborn.com. You can see some commentary. Or, and I'll get to this in a second, MySpace. That's right. The Emperor has finally broken down and got himself a MySpace. We'll get to that in a second. Without getting political or at least trying not to, I will simply say this. Don't forget, folks. A lot of people in this country have. Because we're not getting hit daily, because we haven't been hit since, because it's only on our TVs and not at our front doors, don't forget. We are at war. These people have not gone away. We've killed a lot of them. The rest are in hiding. But they have not gone away. They're still there. The world has changed. Don't think we've gone back to September 10th, 2001, because we haven't. So make sure you pay your respects. Maybe stop by a church. Say a prayer tomorrow. You know, observe a moment of silence, even if it's just yourself. That may seem a little odd, but, you know, show a little bit of respect, considering what today, tomorrow is. Put out your American flags. If you're one of the nations that had, you know, what, there was like 50 nations that had people killed that day who had citizens in the Trade Center put out your respective flags. Show some respect. No, I guess that's all I really have to say about that. Without, I, I don't want to delve into it too much. Because we're all here about to talk about games. Now, on to topics. Yes, as I just said, I have a MySpace now. I'll pause while everybody goes... <gasps> He's got a my. He said he'd never get a MySpace. Well, I was tired of hearing and being bombarded by people asking, "What's your MySpace? What's your MySpace?" So here it is. You can go to MySpace.com/backslash/Emperor the number one, the letter G, Emperor One G. There you have it. So if you want to go there, check it out. There's a bunch of information about myself up there without revealing a great deal. Uh, I do have a couple of blogs written. I don't know if I'm going to update this on a regular basis or not. I haven't really decided. I'm not really sure if I want to. It depends. We're, I haven't even announced it yet. I put it up on, I think, August 28th, 29th, and it says I already have 2,400 and some views. And I don't know, like, 
five of them are mine. So, I don't know. If it's that big, if it's that popular, if people can tend to continue to check it out, then you know what? I'll update the blog maybe once a week with something for you guys to read. I, I don't know if it'll be creative writing, my thoughts on sports, my thoughts on politics, my thoughts on gaming, something, because obviously there's enough of you going there that show interest. What the hell? Uh, another form of entertainment and creativity for me and for you. So there you go. All right. Two big things I wanted to get you tonight. First up and uh, out the door is uh, there was an article written, and this I want to go through this. This will take a few minutes. Uh, speaking of college, since we're going to segue right into this, uh, the GGL, GGL.com, that's the Global Gaming League, uh, announced their first annual top gaming colleges survey where they took the 10 top gaming colleges in the nation and then a various uh, bunch of honorable mentions. And they break down exactly why each of them got, you know, got them the ranking that they got and why does the school got what it did. I found this very interesting. I, I thought I found it kind of comical, kind of funny. Um, granted, you go to ggl.com, you're expecting gaming-related uh, stuff, but still, there obviously is enough there to actually write an article on. I, I just thought I would bring that up and, and go over that. And it gives a... There's rankings explained and considerations. Do you, you know, geographical location? What kind of organizations do they have, like Counter-Strike clans or LAN tournaments? Uh, you know, how friendly are they? You know, technically, why, technical wise, do they have? Some of them have free Napster. Uh, some of them have great T1 connections. Some of them allow free downloading of music because they pay uh, license fees, things of that nature. So we'll get to that. Second big topic I want to get tonight is. Uh, a new mod, a modification came out for Rome Total War. And you guys know I, it's been a love-hate relationship, at least on this show and in my particular clan, uh, with Creative Assembly's Rome Total War, uh, its expansion, uh, Barbarian Invasion. And I'm not a big mod guy. I, I, and it doesn't matter what game it is. StarCraft, WarCraft 3, whatever. I've never been a big mod player. I prefer to play the game as it is, not you know, have some jag-off and his friends tampering with it so they can, like... Starship Troopers and have a bunch of Zerg attack a guy in a bunker. Yeah, that's cool. That that's yeah. I do that every time I play Terran against Zerg. Uh, so you know, I'm glad you're trying to reenact the movie. You know, and all its you know shittiness. But honestly, I'm not a big mod guy. But this will come as shock as to no one. The mod this time was Napoleonic Total War 2. Yes, a Napoleonic game. Emperor's playing Napoleonic game. Imagine that. Well, folks, there are so very few Napoleonic games out there. And this one, it was so well done that I felt it required its own particular part of this show. And we'll get to that in the second half hour of the show. Definitely worth tuning in. Especially, not only if you're a history buff, but if you're also a Total War fan, or you're looking for a new RTS game to play, uh, listen to some stories and my breakdown of this game. You're going to like it. But first off, before we get out the door... On to the uh, topic. This one is not going to be one of the main ones. I'm just going to go over it briefly. But it's something that I want to get off my chest that really pissed me off this week. And, of course, it has to do with your favorite of mine, the World of Warcraft. Yes. You thought you could go an entire Emperor's Court without hearing World of Warcraft. Well, folks, when you are the biggest game around, there's going to be some kind of news. And here it is. The only reason I bring it up this week, because nothing earth-shattering really took place, except for if you were playing on my server or some of the smaller ones. I'm playing on Mac Theridan on the U.S. By the way, props to whatever the hell Neelum, is it the Guild Neelum on Mac Theridan Euro, who downed uh, Kalthazud and Nexramus, Kalthazud, whatever. Congratulations. Good to see you guys took down a boss that required an absolute of time. I'm glad you had the time to do it. 
so congratulations for being the world first. At any rate, back to it. Earlier this week, Blizzard announced that they were going to take our server down for 36 hours. 36 hours. Now, I know there's some people out there that, you know, treat this like an addiction and couldn't shoot themselves up with World of Warcraft, like, oh my god, we can't get to our server for 36 hours, what am I going to do? So, if you read in your paper about some local 16-year-old or 25-year-old man who shot himself in his mom's basement because he couldn't uh, play a game for, you know, a day and a half, this is probably why. This is what it's referring to. Anyways, they were upgrading our server and several others with some new hardware. New hardware that is now almost two years overdue. Alright, uh, let's suffice it to say that it should never have gotten this bad to begin with and leave it at that. Continuing on. So we go through this 36-hour downtime. Now, me personally, I didn't notice it so much because I've been concentrating on playing Napoleon Total War. That, and with work going on and, you know, family life, it, it wasn't that big a hiccup to me. We missed one raid night. Not bad. Well, you would think once the new hardware would come in that we would, of course, be alleviated of the lag issues, the crash issues, the fact that battlegrounds don't work, the fact that we can't get our mail, the fact that the auction house... Nope. Nope. Friday night, nothing but lag problems for three quarters of the night. Saturday, server crashes in the middle of our raid. Now, I was watching the Ohio State game, but I'm told, well, with uh, 29 of my closest friends, but I was told that the server crashed around uh, 9 p.m., and it didn't come back up until well after 1.30. So Saturday night was wrecked for a lot of people, and I know a lot of people tend to play and raid that time because that's a Saturday night. Uh, especially in the fall, that's what you do. A lot of college kids, you know, what have you. The point is, it was a prime time, 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 after new hardware was put in, and it didn't make a difference because it still went down. Let's see, then, uh, what was it, today, um, apparently, they took our server down again today for 90 minutes of emergency maintenance. Why? Who knows? Because there's no, there was no explanation given. Here's my bitch. You took us down for 36 hours. No compensation was given. There is one obscure thread that one of the community managers um, responded to saying, um, well, we're considering compensation, and we'll let you know in a future update. Really? Here it is, Sarek, or whatever you assholes listening. You not only owe us for two days' worth of gaming, I, you know, arguably I'd say the entire weekend, because it was crap the entire time. We not only are owed the money, we're owed a goddamn explanation. That's what I really want. What I want them is to come out and detail out and say, this is what happened, this is what's wrong, we put in new hardware and it didn't work and here's why. I'm tired of them saying, well, we're looking into it, we're working with our vendor to fix the problem. Well, perhaps it's time to get a new vendor, because whichever one you got, you seem to work with an awful lot to fix an awful lot of problems. This is no, this is nothing new to any of you within the sound of my voice. This is nothing new to anybody playing the World of Warcraft. It's funny that Blizzard will trumpet out the, the merits of this new expansion coming out that's gonna fix all the problems. You know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna fix the the player versus player issue, and it's gonna fix world PvP, and it's gonna fix the gear imbalance, and it's gonna fix the issue with with casuals versus hardcore raiders. Well, you know what? It could be the greatest expansion in the history of mankind for video games. And it won't make a lick of difference if we can't connect to the server at any time to play the game. That's the point. We deserve an explanation. We deserve to know what the hell is going on. Two years and nothing has changed. 
no, Branskin's asking, it was just down for 36 hours? No, it was down for 36 hours because they were putting our server on new hardware. Apparently, the new hardware is just as buggy as the old hardware, because none of the Crossrail and Battlegrounds have worked. Everything's lagged as shit. And this was worse on Gulch Weekend. So everybody and their mother was playing. Atop from that is the fact that our servers crashed on three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 90-minute ma maintenance was done today. Emergency maintenance. No explanation was given. If you're not going to bother to pay us, at least tell us why you're ass-raping us, because I would like to know. It casts some serious doubts on the expansion for a lot of people, and you guys should really be considering this. Will the expansion fix the problems that Blizzard is detailing? I hope so. Let's say it does. It doesn't matter. If the servers still aren't working two years after this is, has been going on, what do you think is going to happen when they add this humongous expan expansion to their servers? What do you think is going to take place when everybody and their mother is sitting in the Outlands? When you've got 10,000 people on your server crammed into the Outlands, because pretty much everybody at this point is level 60, or damn near. How well do you think the servers are going to run? Is there anybody within the set of my voice who remembers how the servers ran the first day the game came up, where everybody was in, you know, was in Lord Ron, or everybody was in Kalimdor, everybody was in the starting zones? Now, Branskin's telling me that Guild Wars server crashed yesterday because their data center over was overheating in Los Angeles and went down for like 15 minutes. All right, well, Branskin's, let me ask you this, since, you know, or Jahal, whichever one of your... Okay, Branskin's. How often does Guild Wars server crash? I'm not just call, I'm just talking crash. I'm talking lag. I'm talking crash. I'm talking any kind of issues with their server. How often does that happen? There's a million-plus people playing Guild Wars, folks. This is a, the second most successful RPG, MMORPG. All right, Harrow's saying, for the record, it's going to be like when Anchorage uh, opening revisited at the opening of the Dark Portal. Everybody's going to go to the Dark Portal to see it open, and nothing's going to work. You'll have 300 people in the zone, and down it comes. Anyways, that's I, that's all the World world, world, world of Warcraft talk I wanted to get to. That's I, I just wanted to vent on that. Okay? That, that's all. All right, back to it. All right, the GGL's first annual college review of the best colleges to play games at. All right, anyways. Uh, basically, has they, they talk about consideration. You know, do they have hookups for computers? Uh, do they have the ability for Xbox Live? Things of that nature. Um, where is it located? You know, is it on the, one of the coasts? Is it in the middle of the country? Are there organizations like clans built around gaming? What kind of internet connection do they offer? Uh, there's actually some colleges that offer classes on gaming itself, not just how to make games, but how to play games, things of that nature. Anyways, it breaks it down, and it gives... There's little Atari controllers they're using for, like, stars. All right? And uh, it gives the top ten. Number ten, and this should be no surprise, is Full Sail Real World Education in Orlando, Florida. Now, for those who do not know, Full Sail is one of the... Probably the premier college you go to to be involved in gaming in one kind or another. Uh, and not just designing games, but also designing artwork, designing programming, all kinds of, of that. Population, 5,000. So there's not a whole lot of people there. It has a great geographical location. It's three stars out of five because it's sitting in Orlando, Florida. I'm not sure why it gets three out of five. Personally, I would think it'd be one out of five. If you're in Florida, come on, guys. If you're in Orlando, you're sure it's only not playing games. You're at the beach every day. You're watching the eye candy every day. There are no student organizations. Uh, there are plenty of tournaments. Land, lands, obviously, there's a lot of tech friendliness. Uh, there are no dorms. It's a commuter school, and it's got a great curriculum. So it comes in at number 10. 
Number nine, and this should be this does surprise me. Uh, the University of Michigan, the Dearborn campus, population 8,500. It gets one star, oddly enough, because it's located in Michigan. I agree. Who the hell would want to go to Michigan for anything? But just the same, there you go. Uh, apparently, there are some student organizations that has quite a few land tournaments. Uh, the curriculum, eh, there's I think one or two classes you can take. There's nothing humongous here. There's no dorms. It's a, this is the commuter campus of the University of Michigan. I don't think this is this isn't in Ann Arbor. So there is, um, I guess, just like a small land that has 250 gamers once a year. So. Next up, at number eight, is the University of Minnesota, the Twin Cities campus, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, population is 41,000, so this is the Golden Gophers of Minnesota, also Big Ten. Population, 41,000. Dorm population, about 9,000. Uh, has great tech friendliness, a lot of internet connections. Um, with a large student body, obviously there's a lot of people that are playing there. Um, there's also free pizza given out to people who are participating in land parties from the various pizza places. That's cool. Um, apparently, with uh, in conjunction with Quest, they offer su subsidized DSL connections for anybody who d who lives off campus. That is neat. So uh, I guess the DSL would download speeds of seven megabits. Yeah, for thirty-eight bucks a month. If you're cheap, you can get the two hundred fifty-six DSL for thirteen bucks a month. So hey, pretty good. University of Minnesota number eight. Coming in at number seven is Georgia Tech. Georgia Institute of Technology, Georgia Tech. 17,000, 6,009 campus. Sinvictus says that Imperial Guard should offer free pizza to its members. Well, since I'm the big kahuna and I've been running this thing for going on 11... Actually, shit, we passed our 11th year anniversary. Damn! Nobody mentioned it. I completely forgot about it. August 16th, 1996 was the founding of Clan Imperial Guard. 11 year... Okay, uh, Mim, write this down. Anniversary show next weekend. We're going to have to come up with something. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. That's terrible. All right. So we've marked it down for next weekend. So there you go. Next weekend, anniversary show. 11 years. Hoorah. Anyways, number seven. Back to Georgia Tech. Uh, it gets high marks for tech friendliness, internet connection, and tournaments and lands. Well, being that it's Georgia Tech, I would like to think they do. Uh, there's generally a tournament of some kind uh, for cash prizes. There's, an, there's a rat's land party and a... a Unreal Tournament 2004 tournament. Um, there's apparently some fraternities that are being on Counter-Strike. I, I, I don't really care about which fraternity. That's right. It, officially one year since Invicta's been with us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, apparently th their curriculum's pretty poor. I guess they offer a couple of basic Microsoft courses uh, for gaming. Nothing humongous. But uh, they've got a lot of tournaments. They give away 20 gigabyte iPods. I, Again, nothing spectacular here, but number seven. Number six is the University of Southern California, USC, the home of the Trojans. And they're the home of the Trojans because there's more dicks that go to USC than anywhere else. Population, 32,000. Geographical location, humongous because they're in California. And most of the greatest gaming companies are located in California. There are no tournaments or lands mentioned. There are some basic uh, classes you can take for gaming. Uh, there's a ton of Counter-Strike, and uh, Counter-Strike has uh, particularly taken root in SoCal. Apparently there's uh, tournaments on Xbox Live, other tournaments including Halo 2, Burnout 3, uh, some other non-console games, lots of tournaments taking place. Uh, they have a big uh, tournament they have for Quake 4, 
the university has a Wi-Fi connection, so you can pretty much connect to anywhere on campus, or even remotely close. So, yeah, University of California. That's what I think of USC, but, you know, they're number six. Number five, the Digapen Institute of Technology, Redmond, Washington. Population, 600. Okay, why bother? There are no dorms. It has great geographical location because it's in Washington, D.C. Apparently, there are clans galore, which I find weird. It's only 600 people. Digpen's uh, case for ranking is only helped by the fact that it's based in the same city as Nintendo of America and Microsoft. Coincidentally, Digpen is housed in the upper floors of a building that is rented from Nintendo. The Nintendo warehouse is downstairs. You gave this one number five because it's in the same building as Nintendo? What? Couldn't you find a real gaming company to, to house yourself with? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think that's worthy of it, but anyways. If you're looking for a college, I suppose if you want to you know, go to school right above the Nintendo warehouse and see all the GameCubes and N64s that no one ever bought, stackpiled, yep, I suppose you can go there. Number four is the University of California at Los Angeles, this being UCLA. Uh, population 25,000. Again, geographical location is great. And it has scores of 5 for tournaments, 5 for tech friendliness, 5 for internet connection, 5 for geographical location. Uh, there's a Dance Dance Revolution Club, which I believe Cornell has too, if I remember correctly. Uh, that group of Chinese guys, uh, Chinese American students put up their Nintendo was rad, shut your face. That's from Tiroth. I'm sorry, Reb in Washington, not Washington, D.C. Thank you, Robo. Yes, uh, thank you, Neva. Thank you, Robo, for correcting my geography. Shove it. <laughs> Branskin says, I'm a Nintendo fanboy, but I'm not going to bite that bait. Well, that's usually your biting wieners from what I understand, but hey, whatever. Yeah, I know. All right, back to it. Uh, yeah, University of uh, University of California at Los Angeles, UCLA. So you know, again, I don't. It, it just has. It's got a DDR club. I don't know why that should be a big deal. UCLA has its own officially sponsored Counter Strike team, the Generation Assassins GXA. That's kind of cool. Competing on the Cal IM level. Ooh, Cal Intermediate. Uh. Uh, last uh, quote: Last year, people on my floor built a server from spare parts, and we all just play with our doors open, yelling when crazy frags happened. Okay, crazy fags yelling, yelling about crazy frags. Said Edward Reflex Chang, a former resident of Reber Hall. Chang added that large Xbox parties take place in the dorm lounges because of the availability of big screen TVs. For those who do not know, in California, the first two years of your schooling is paid for. So since you've got all that money to uh, save up and not have to spend on college, I'm guessing they're going to go out and spend it on, like they said, big screen TVs. Let's see, University is, of course, the same LAN LAN hotbed that University of Southern California is. Uh, In SoCal, such teams as SK Gaming's Girls Got Game, GX3, and most members of Aggression, the former Czech 6 Counter-Strike squad, also call it home. So there are some big-name clans that are currently attending UCLA. Congratulations. Moving on. Next one, number three, is the Rochester Institute of Technology. Rochester, New York. The RIT Tigers. The RIT Tigers. Scores five in organ- student organization, tournaments, tech-friendliness, internet connection. Uh, there's nothing you know phenomenal here, but I guess they have lands. There's a lot of Counter-Strike. 
Uh, tons of availability for World of Warcraft. Uh, apparently they hold uh, some kind of tournament. Verizon holds a, a tournament for $100,000. There's a mix of PC games and consoles. A lot of people like Smash Brothers, stuff like that. Says local nerd Mika Ernst. Why don't these people ever have normal names? Honestly. Anyways, the uh, land is Ritfest, a 200-300 person land run at the university. Uh, this apparently happens once a year. Mm. Um, apparently, the Nintendo GameCube is the perennial favorite uh, with such games as Super Smash Bros. and Soul Calibur. Number two, and this will make my boss happy, is he is an alumni of here. Although, after getting their head kicked in yesterday by the Irish, make sure uh, you mark in your calendars next Sunday when I tell you about uh, how I'm going to ridicule them all this week. The number two gaming school in the land, Penn State University, home of the Nittany Lions. Population 80,000 statewide. Tech friendliness, including free Napster. Apparently... Uh, Penn State offers open access to anybody who's looking to download music, movies, etc., including all students able to get a free Napster account, or use, I'm sorry, specifically use the school's Napster account. It scores a 5 for population, for student organizations, for tournaments, for friendliness, internet connection, and it even has a few smattering programs, uh, or classes for programming for those who are interested. Uh, pings on the PSU statewide network are beastly uh, hosting several T3 connections, backbone connections, uh, a variety of tournaments, lands for Counter-Strike. Uh, did you notice something? I've noticed this in every single one of these mentioned. Counter-Strike is the game that everyone seems to play. Back when I was starting out college, everybody played Quake. Quake 1. I mean everybody. Baldwin Wallace, when I went there, all the guys in the dorms played it. When I visited Ohio State, everybody played Quake 1. Everybody and their mother. Anyways, just thought that was interesting. And, of course, the number one college for college gaming. And it's good to see that at least these guys are number one in something because they sure as hell ain't football, is the University of Texas, Austin, Texas, home of the Longhorns. Population 50,000, 10,000 living in dorms. So they got crushed by Ohio State and are now number, like, five in football. But, hey, they're number one in online gaming. The University of Texas at Austin has everything needed to make it number one. Large population uh, is on hand to throw the Texas Gaming Association. It's on hand to throw 100-man lands every friggin' weekend. Uh, they also have the Texas Gaming Festival outside the university. Um, Austin is also home to two very active land centers, the Tech Republic, T-E-K Republic, and Cyberjocks. On campus, you can also find two separate arcades that are specialized in old-school and new-school games. Arcade games, Dance Dance Revolution, things like that. Uh, apparently only four hours away from Dallas, which is, of course, the center of QuakeCon, another, you know, is another big place for different gaming companies and, you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, apparently, the internet connection at the dorm is also backed on a T3, so you're getting pings of 30 and 40 all over the damn place from what it says. Uh, if you're playing on lands or you're playing in Texas, if you're playing somewhere on the East Coast, the West Coast, your ping really goes above 100 for anything you play. In short, it is, of course, gaming nirvana, according to GDL, and is number one. So congratulations, the University of Texas. You suck at everything else in the world except online gaming. I applaud you. Yes, Invector would like me to point out that he lives in Texas, as does Vittorio and Lyrell and the rest of you fuckos. 
from my clan live in Texas. It was kind of funny. I told him last week, if Ohio State lost, anybody who's from Texas or Michigan in the clan shouldn't be on line Sunday. <laughs> if to... Mechawk saying, anyone find that kind of funny? Empus being sarcastic about them losing a football, but they're the best gaming college. Shut up, Mecca. You know what I meant. Online gaming. Freak. I, you know, and Tiroth brings up a good point. Who the hell put bothered to put this together? I don't know. I, you know what? It doesn't surprise me because online gaming has been a part of college, you know, since '96. Like I said, when I was going to first going to, uh, to college, everybody was playing Quake One, and then Ultimate Online came along. Everybody was playing that, you know, in, in Quake Two to a degree. But you know, that's I, 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 in question, who the hell came up with the idea? I'm glad they put the time and effort into it to make it look as cool as it did, I, I guess. It's it's a cool little review. It's at ggl.com if you want to check it out. Uh, check it on our news. J-Bob wants me to tell you that the United States Naval Academy has the worst internet connection, and I can vouch for this. With the constant dropping of people in the middle of a raid, or in the middle of a PvP, or in the middle of a sentence, the uh, Annapolis tends to frown upon people being online for whatever reason. Good to know that our country's uh, finest naval... Uh, Officers and you know, sailors are being taught at a college that isn't technically stable. Technically. You hear, Simvicta says he hates... Now, see, you said, I hate UT. I don't know if you mean University of Texas or Unreal Tournament. Either way, I give you partial credit. So there you go. <laughs> ah, I know, we're, we're at the bottom of the hour, folks. I've got to take a break here, so I'm going to kick you over to music, and I'll be back in just a minute.
horrible. Fourth got back to the show. Okay, we're just going to stop. It's like a seven-minute long song. Folks, if you like the, some of the songs I play here, that one in particular was from uh, done by Stephen Kennedy. Um, it's called Within the Giant. It's from Final Fantasy IV, for those of you who have played it. Uh, it's from the tribute to um, Nobuo Tomasu, which was done by the Majestic Mix crowd. If you're interested, go to MajesticMix.com. They have a couple different CDs on there. I don't know if they're still available, but a lot of remixed uh, uh, Final Fantasy and Square music. Excellent. Square Dance was great. Uh, tribute to uh, Utamasu was fantastic, so definitely worth a pickup. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get back to we didn't do the intro here, folks, but uh, we are running low on time. Uh, I had to get a break in there because Lord knows I need to take a break from my throat. All right, here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Um, oh, cool. Robo Studios telling me that uh, Futuristic Sex Robots, one of the official bands of the of our uh, Empress Court here, uh, apparently they played it uh, played a show for the Penny Arcade Expo. That's cool. So, folks, if you don't know who the Futuristic Sex Robots are, check them out. Future, uh, futuristic Sex Robots with a Z.com. All you need to know. Just download it. It's... I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, let's just say it's comical gangster internet rap for nerds. And just leave it at that and go ahead and download it. Anyways, folks, you are just tuning in. It's about damn time. This is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard, and you are listening to the second half hour of the Emperor's Court here on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Okay, last topic of discussion for tonight, and there are some things we're not going to be able to get to uh, that I have bolted down on my little sheet, which we'll probably have to press on for the next two weeks. Remember, next week, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard, will be the anniversary show of the Clan uh, when we started this thing 11 years ago, August the 16th, 1996 was the founding of Clan Imperial Guard, so we're going to go over briefly uh, different highlights of the clan, some anecdotes uh, of mine, stories that that I've witnessed over the years, um, both online and in person, and it'll be a great show. We've done them before, so there you go. Uh, Terrell says, unfortunately, that means a bunch of retards on the PA forums. Shit, they get like 3 million hits a day. I'm sure they got nothing but retards on their forums. I feel sorry for the PA guys. They're great, though. Anyways, last topic of the uh, evening tonight. As I said at the top of the hour, a uh, new modification, new mods out for Rome Total War. It's called Napoleonic uh, Total War 2. Now, I did play their original one, and I think that was for Medieval Total War back in the day. And I only played it for the single player, and it didn't work out too well, mainly because the AI isn't very good. Well, here's the idea. For those of you who have not played uh, Rome Total War, it's a, it's a real-time strategy game. It's an RTS. And what it does is it allows you to build... It, uh, it's the Borodino campaign. It's the Russian campaign of 1812 when Napoleon invaded Russia. And right now there's only two factions. There's the Russian and there's the French. Now, the detail that this group did, and they're called the Lords. And if you're interested, you can check them out. It's, they're a group from the United Kingdom. Um, it seems that RTW is primarily more... Uh, more popular overseas in Europe than it is here, and, and for obvious reasons. It's just not the kind of game we think most Americans would play. Uh, but, I mean, we're talking blocks of troops up to, like, 250 units per block. You know, 7,000 units, 8,000 units on the screen at once. If you're interested, you can check it out. Yeah, check out the uh, our website at com. There are a couple um, gameplay videos up there of, of traditional Rome Total War. You can check it out. Uh, if you want to get an idea of, as to what it looks like, how it plays. 
Okay, but for those of you who are interested, you can check it out. The Lords uh, at uh, the Lords. That's with the Z. dot co. dot uk. The Lords Z with the Z. dot co. dot uk. They put a ton of time and effort into this. They grafted over every single one of the different units. They've got the French have, you know, infantry of the line. They've got Chalcers. They've got Voltigeurs, your light infantry. They've got the young Imperial Guard. They've got the old Imperial Guard. They've got the Imperial Guard. Uh, the Hussars, or the Polish Red Lancers, the Old Guard Grenadiers, the Mounted Grenadiers, you know, the Carboneers, they've got the Cuirasses, they've got 12-pounder guns, Howitzers, 6-pound guns, Dragoons, Uhlans, you name it. It's got pretty much every um, run of the, well, let's say run of the mill, but mainstream unit in the French Army at that time, including some of the various Imperial Guard units. Fantastic amount of detail, and not just that, but the game works. You can play it online. You really can't play the one player. And from what I understand, I'm not a coding guy, but it, apparently the AI is hard-coded so that it will use the majority of its units as a melee and not as a missile. Since most units in the Napoleonic era were using guns, obviously the AI doesn't know how to use them. The Baron has joined us. Baron von Gosu, what is going on? You're wearing a coat. Are you leaving for the night? I am about to head out, yes. You are about to head And where are you off to? Drunken debauchery. Well, par for the course for the Baron. Nobody obviously says hi to you. Nobody cares. See? They're like, oh, who else the Baron? You never get on the mic anymore, so they're not going to talk to you until you get on the mic. You can't just walk in, like, once every week to say, what's going on in here? And then drop some insult on me or some stupid impression and then walk off hey, because they're the record, I've never once asked what's going on in here. That's, I know what's going on here because I can hear the squealing from the other side of the wall. Uh, you do know that they can't pick up anything that's being said on the microphone, right? Lucky for and you. And I'm going to edit out anything you do say anyways. Yeah, no wonder. Now, blah, 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 blah. So you probably hear the squealing too. All right, Tiralos says, Baron, you're the best. Harrow says, laugh out loud. Baron, Mechahawk says, stick it, Baron. Robo Studio says, suck it, Baron. Okay, a couple of these guys didn't really say that, but... <laughs> I was talking about the Napoleonic Total War. Uh, for the Russians, they actually... Uh, I'm a little impressed at the, how they uh, built out the Russians. They've got uh, the Russian lifeguards, uh, which was their best, their heavy infantry. they got the Poltrithis Grenadiers. What? Yeah, they're called the lifeguards. That's where the term comes from. No, that's right. I'm just swallowing my really sarcastic Baywatch joke I had going. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's not the first thing you swallowed. Who don't understand. <clears throat> Anyways, they've got uh, the Cossacks. they got Cossack Lancers. they got Cossack Guards. They've got 12-pounder guns. They've got... Uh, musketeers. They've got the uh, the Jaggers, which are or Jaggers, which are you know elite light infantry. Every one of them has. You, you have, it's spelled much like the drink. Jaegermeister. Did I just said Jaeger. Oh, yeah, Jaegers. Whatever. Each individual unit has. I mean, historically, looks exactly like they did. I mean, the caps, the trim, uh, the kind of muskets they have. They have the. Apparently, they can hear the Baron very clearly. So thank you, Harold. You know, even the 12-pounder guns, you can use canister for up close. And I've got a, I've got a couple stories that, that defy explanation as far... Oh boy, I can't wait to hear these. Are you going to be here next week? Next weekend, we're doing the anniversary show. It's been 11 years of the clan. Are you going to be here for that? Sure. You'll be on the microphone. Sure. There you go. So Baron Von Goss is committed to the anniversary show next weekend, Sunday, 9 o'clock. No, be here. You know how the guy what? The save, yeah. You know what? There's a couple other ones. That, there's a couple of sets like like that out there. 
what? Pay money or the Baron will get drunk on the air? Pay money to buy my liquor. Oh, I see. Donate money to buy the liquor to get you drunk on the air. Yes. You did it last time for free. So stupid. All right, Hawk wants to know if we're doing the wrestling show. Well, I don't know. Nobody bothered to respond to the question, the poll we put up. Honestly, I would love to do the yeah, wrestling well, show. Yeah, I, I would like to do the wrestling show too, but again, it requires more than five people being interested in it. You know, we have several thousands downloading this show every week. You know, but if only like five give a damn about professional wrestling, then what's the point? I mean, where are we going to advertise it to? Show and wrestling show, it really doesn't matter. I can't do either one. Do you know every time you freaking come in here, you derail my monologue? Every damn time. Yes, and this is why we always run. Always this is why we always run late. Fat guy? Yeah. Me? Mario. Lo- hey. Fireball at me. You know, if you grew a mustache, you'd be Luigi. You are taller. Thinner, better looking. Well, you're taller. Smarter, he stayed you're so taller. Good. Who's got two degrees? What? What? I do. Thank you. You've got one. Got the You've got kind of, kind of one. Kind of. Oh, I got an English degree. Well, great. What does that mean? You know how to read English? Per- wow, I read a lot of books in college. I applaud you. But truly, it, it does to add a little bit of it to it. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons why I liked Rome Total War. Is because, well, obviously people playing the game in Europe, because freaking everybody... I tell you what, I can't find a game to play at night for Rome or for uh, Napoleonic Total War. I log on during the day... I like one day off, and there's like 50 games going. Every friggin' Euro is on there. Yeah, I'd never, I could use some Dreamfoil too. I need a lot of it. Uh, but getting, I'm getting derailed. But it, to me, the historical accuracy of the uniforms does add a lot to the appeal. Because you could put a, a, you know, a guy in a generic black uniform, and then their team have a generic white uniform with a musket. That's still fun. I like seeing the guy, the Imperial Guard, come up there with their bearskin hats and their red plumes, and, and putting the bayonet in a Russian guy. To me, that's a lot of fun. I don't like the Russians. I do. And I like shooting the French. So it works either way. But the point is, to me, it takes... I'm very impressed by the amount of detail and the amount of time they spent on getting the units to look the way they did. And the amount of time that they... They built, I think, ten different maps. A lot of historical. Not just Borodino, but different um, battlefields. And not just from the Napoleonic Total Wars. I think there was one from... uh, Oh, was it 1704? The hell was that would have been? You see, this is the crap that nobody cares about. That you just keep but you know what? A lot of people do care about it. With a worthless degree. You don't see That's right. Well, why don't you Why don't you go emo on us and tell us about whatever book you're writing or about whatever you're posting? Yeah, I finished the book. Yeah, you finished the book. Mm-hmm. And when is it being published? Thank you. Back to my show. <laughs> Your show. Your show. Why don't you put it online for everybody to read? Where is it? Where can people find it if they want to? Oh, I'm if not it to them. if they want to read Baron von Gosu's literary works from a master of the word who's got his degree from the hear, University of Ohio. If you want to read rants, go to greattidings.com. 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 And Greattidings. nobody wants to read your rants because they're all they're going to be misspelled and everything you write is from a drunken slur. You never write anything when you're sober. Yeah, exactly. So where did they find your that book? Cruise, do you have a writer. okay? Do you actually have a book, or you've just been bluffing for the last you've year? Seen it. You've seen the stack. No, I haven't. All I saw was a bunch of blank papers. If that's the cool, if that's the point, then I've got a 400-page book in the uh, closet over here. It's all blank paper. This show's going nowhere. We got 10 minutes. I haven't even gotten to my stories yet. You've destroyed everything. War of the Spanish Succession, Blenheim. Thank you, Neo Machine. Thank you. That's what it was. There was a couple on there, and there was a show, and I think it was a German name. 
I want to say, but I was thinking it was Frederick the Great, but that didn't happen until the 1750s, I think. All right, so that's, okay. Anyways, back to what I was saying. One of the cool things is, yes, it's... Lame. <sighs> this is why Superman works alone. Wrong. Quick stories. <laughs> God. I'm going to give out your MySpace to everybody listening. They're gonna find it. That's right. That's you guys have heard it. it it's uh, myspace.com backslash emperor one g. Yeah, you can see what the emperor. You can see what the baron looks like. <laughs> Shutter. Well, one of the cool things is is one of the things they they captured is that your artillery in the game is very vital. You actually have to know tactics. You can't just mass one particular thing. Baron Chris, the emperor's court for five trillion. The emperor's court dies. Eh, true. You can't just mass one particular unit and run at somebody and win them like you can in like Rome Total War, because even the best troops are susceptible to a musket ball. You could have 500 peasants with guns and murder all of them. That's fine. All they have to do is shoot once at point blank range and they'll wipe out half your guard or half your line infantry. That is realistic and I love it because nothing is extremely overpowered. Cavalry, I think that's the only real bitch about it, that I have about it, is that cavalry by and large, is not very powerful. It's a little underpowered. But here's the coolest thing. People ha don't realize how canister works. Now, shut up. There's two types of artillery that you can use, that most people use. Round shot, which is your round cannonballs, you know, the ones you can shoot and they bounce and they, you know, decapitate people's legs. No, there's people out here who don't know what round shot is. It's a big metal ball. What canister in, think of a coffee can filled with one inch ball bearings that when you shoot it spreads out like a you know like a shotgun like buckshot except it just wipes away everything within 30 yards of the cannon I can't tell you how many jackasses have come marching up a hill uphill to attack my gun emplacements they get 30 yards in front of my guns and then their unit disappears they'll have like 243 men in a unit and they'll be down to like 50 one cannon blast with canister it's funny to watch the people that have no tactics, that learn nothing from Rome Total War, simply try to rush everything and then just get mowed down. Yes, MacHawk, it's round, like a shot. Thank you. See? They summed up everything that you were going to ramble on for three minutes in, what, seven, eight words? I don't see anything to say anything about canister. Just because you're in a seven-minute delay. A seven-second delay. All right. Here's the best one I can the best one I can uh, describe. Me and Mech were playing this game the other day, and we were playing Borodino, but for some reason we flip flop in the front. We were playing the French, and we were defending. And there's this in Borodino. There's this giant hill, and it's surrounded by this giant ravine. And on top of this, we had six gun batters, 12-pound cannons, on top of this one hill. This these two players we we're playing against sent 5,000 Russian units, individual units, little men marching up this hill to attack these gun emplacements. God is my witness. Not one of our soldiers shot one musket ball. All of those cannons wiped out 80% of their army, wounded or killed. That is... Fuck you. You know what? It's exciting because it's it's not just historically, historically accurate, but it adds a dimension of tactics to it, and it, it makes terrain important. I haven't played a lot of RTS games, very few, that that terrain actually mattered. Your cannons can't fire over a hill. They'll shoot the hill, and if there's, you know, 
you know, a gently sloping hill in front of it, or if they're in a ravine, the shot will go over their heads, it'll hit the ground in front of them, it'll bounce and miss. You know, the cannons are inaccurate for the first two shots until they get the range down. Things like this make this mod fantastic, and I wish that Creative Assembly would take their heads out of their collective asses and not waste time and energy making a medieval Total War II, which they're only doing because they're trying to recapture a lot of business they lost because of the way RTW ended up. I would like to see them put their interests into making a Napoleonic Rome Total War, or Napoleonic Total War officially. Now, here's the cool thing. Right now, only the Russians and only the uh, French are active in the game, all right? Coming in October, and i got to read this correctly because I asked them specifically, the Lords, because I wanted to find out specifically when other units were coming out and what other expansions. What they're doing is they're releasing a series of expansions for the game itself. Now, here, let me find it here. And uh, this is Lords of Flanders brings this out. Different, there's some screenshots here of the, of the Prussians, some screenshot of the English, uh, the rocket batteries, some new, um, some new maps. But here's what they're planning on. Now, where the hell is it? Well, you know what? I had it down, but I don't. They're adding the French Middle Guard and the Red Guard Lancers uh, to the Waterloo campaign. They're going to be adding a Waterloo expansion. This will be coming in November, I believe. All right. And this will allow the Prussians to be a playable faction, the British to be a playable faction, and bring the rest of the French Imperial Guard that wasn't uh, in Barodino, they'll bring them in for this one. Um, it's going to have uh, four different uh, battlefields. It'll be the Quatre Bras, Waterloo, Ligny, and Planciat, which were all major battlefields at, at, during the Waterloo campaign. Um, they're bringing out the Brunswick and the Dutch factions sometime in October. Uh, Prussians and the English in November, and then they'll bring out like the Austrians, the Swedes, and the rest. They'll they'll add as time goes on. Every couple months, they're going to add another set, so that constantly there's going to be new factions to be played. You'll have to keep upgrading the mod every time a new one comes out, but it allows you to be able to play uh, all the different factions in a multiplayer. Well, it's not new characters. There are no new characters. I mean, if you get a general, you get a random. If you pick the general unit, which you should anyways, to, for a, it's a morale boost for your troops, you get uh, one, a random general from the, one of the French or the Russian armies. A real general. Could be Marshal Ney, could be General Dupont. Shut up. You're an ass. Yeah, it says Prussia's plan for the distant future. The Dutch and Brunswick factions will be released in October. Um, these are going to be like something along the lines of like one of the barbarian factions that you could play that didn't have a whole lot to them, but... They were there. And there's some screenshots. You can check out screenshots at the Lords or also at uh, TotalWar.org. At the org, you can check it out, too. Now, um, a couple people have been asking me if I'm going to do audios for Napoleonic Total War. I'm... Kind a random genital? Thank you, Sinvicta. I'm considering doing it, but I want to see some more of the uh, expansions released. Once there's more games out there or more factions, then I'll do them. Well, there's a lot of interest, but it's not stateside yet. In fact, there's some screenshots here showing uh, the Black Watch of the English, the Scottish Black Watch. Um, they've got the, some screenshots of the uh, Coldstream Guards, the King's German Legion, uh, the Scots Grey, it was the uh, the House Guards of the uh, uh, British Cavalry. They've got some Prussian units, and they've got uh, the rocket batteries that the English had, uh, which is kind of cool. 
So there's a lot coming with this mod, and it, it's like a game in and of itself. I mean, DOTA is one thing everybody plays. That's a very popular mod for Warcraft 3. All right, but that's not adding a great deal of depth to a game that's already out. That's not changing the way Warcraft 3 is played. This is going to change the way that Rome Total War games and RTSs of this nature are played from here out. Just because of the the dedication, the time, and the effort shown by guys who aren't making a dime off of this. This is something they just like to do. It's impressive. I personally appreciate the effort they put in. Is it perfect? No. There's some balance issues. Some small ones, but... It, you know, that's it's not huge. No, go to TotalWar.org, O-R-G. Dota has a Cal League. I don't give a damn. Dota, it, it only appeals to some, uh, that small, particular faction of Warcraft 3 players. I, I like playing Risk more than I like playing uh, Defense of the Ancients. But that's my personal opinion. Yes, I know we're out of time. Yes, 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 we'll get to it. No, I know you didn't. Anyways, folks, uh, we are at the end of the show. It is 10 o'clock. It's the voices in my head. Yeah, I... What the hell do I put up with you? What the hell are you still here? I thought you were leaving for drunken debauchery. DEBAUCHERY! Anyways, I'd like to thank the Baron for dropping in and giving his enlightened opinions as always Baron Von Gosu uh, quick rundown folks next weekend again will be the 1G anniversary show 11 years in gaming definitely check it out that'll be Sunday 9 o'clock Eastern Standard right here same time same place uh, real quick want to thank our sponsors the HarborBlueGroup.com and the BlizzLink Network uh, as always for going and forwarding this up there you'll be able to find the archive of the show at 1GReborn.com later during the week make sure you can download it you can also find all the other old shows including a State of Warcraft done by Air for Life. You can check it out. That's updated every Wednesday. For those of you interested in the world of I'm sorry, Warcraft 3, check it out, oneshereborn.com. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. The Ohio State Buckeyes defeat Texas. Fuck you, Longhorns. Uh, bad manners are better than no manners at all, folks. So long, everybody. Go Bucks. <laughs>